Still nothing nothing there either. Oh, no, maybe, maybe it was this one. Uh, Captain Grey, if you could try the next tape, and uh, uh, Captain Scarlet, could you just wind that first tape back again? It, it is here. I know it's here. We've got to find it somewhere. We have every available man working on it, sir. What in blue blazes is going on here? Oh, uh, Colonel White. Hello. Um, yes, well... Well, I'm waiting for an explanation. Ah, well, as you can see, got the old randomizer here. We've actually already made the selection for today, but I wanted to just sort of go back over a few uh, previous Jerry Anderson podcasts. A listener emailed in specifically to mention this particular episode. I wanted to play the clip if we could find it. Um, Sir, I think I've got it. Oh, I understand we now have that clip. Lieutenant, let the colonel hear from 904 feet. The Fireball XL5 Club. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's Jamie and Richard, Colonel. I see. I know. The club gets its name from the fact that the invasion episode of Fire Black Cell 5 was playing on the television when the earthquake hit. Oh. And that all of us were watching the show at the time. <laughs> In fact, it took me almost 30 years to find out how the episode ended. Our power went out just as the aliens landed, and it wasn't until I picked up a fuzzy VHS copy at a convention in the 90s that I was able to see the entire episode. Oh, how wonderful. That's the one. Thank you. Stop it right there. Yes, well, as you may have guessed, today's episode on the randomizer is indeed Fireball XL5, Invasion Earth. And I hope this time we may actually get to the end of it. You haven't heard the last of this, I can assure you of that. So here we are, back with Fireball XL5 for Invasion Earth. Now this was an episode that um, was not released on VHS back in the early 1990s when ITC Home Video were putting out the show and I managed to pick up a couple of tapes, Volume 4 and Volume 6. This is an episode that I seem to recall being relatively good, let down by, unfortunately, a, a sign of the time in which it was made, which we'll get to later. It's a new one on me. Sir, it could be atomic particles from a space explosion. Yeah. I didn't mention that, Lieutenant, because, uh, well, it's the obvious explanation. Which sectors are you studying? <laughs> I was going to make a point that that was such dodgy science, but uh, I think they've they've saved themselves there with the fact that Zero didn't have any idea what was going on. Message understood, Lieutenant. XL-18, signing off. Oh, XL-18. I'm sure you're going to have a uh, long and uh, successful career, just like XL-5. I do love how quickly this episode just throws us into the heart of the action. That sound is, uh... Yes, that's the unfortunate thing we'll get to later. And that's it. Whoever that guy was... It blew up, sir! The XL-18 blew up! ...is dead, which is a very rare thing to, to happen in, in Fireball XL-5. It, it happened to, like... Aliens occasionally who got uh, rightfully blown up. Uh, oh, there's a, an alien spaceship lurking in this cloud of gas. But it was very rare for the show to just go, yep, human being, dead. You could argue that he. No, I was going to say you could argue that he ejected with um, oxygen pills and could still be alive out there, but no, that guy is dead. XL24. He should rendezvous with a smoke cloud in three hours' time, sir. This begins to look like a job for Colonel Zodiac. I've lost contact with the XL. But let's send in a few more expendable people first, just to make sure. Oh, come in, Doctor. <laughs> Who's this guy? Uh, the XL5 crew are visiting this uh, 
If I've completed my work here, Colonel. Oh, this no. colony. Um, Venus is inoculating various people against a disease. The commander of this base is just very goofy. Now. Will you please roll up your sleeve? Oh, say, uh, are you really gonna use that thing on me? <laughs> <laughs> you, you woman, you think you're a doctor? <gasps> oh, you, whatever next. He's got such a wide, grinning mouth. You haven't been able to contact Earth. This, this guy actually looks like a, a repainted alien puppet, possibly. He's got very strange cheekbones, and as I said, the wide, wide mouth and slightly bulging eyes. I would be very suspicious of him. Bit of reused music here from uh, Four Feather Falls, actually. This this piece was reused from. Oh, go away! Oh! Oh, he's collapsed! Oh, I mean. Oh, what a shame. He should be alright in a couple of days. Does that mean he's not going to be featured in this episode? Oh, please say he's not going to be featured in this episode. Again, going back to what I said in uh, Mystery of the TA2, I love that the black and white shows, well, Fireball mainly, has this wonderful sense of atmosphere with this cloud just rolling in over Space City with this weird, weird music playing behind it. It's rather unsettling. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Um, at the Zero House... They're watching what appears to be a futuristic version of Jukebox Jury, evidently hosted by zombies. It's the um, Ma Doughty puppet from the Granitoid Tanks, and a couple of others that were probably used in other episodes, but they just looked dead and soulless. It was like Children of the Damned channel. Sorry to disturb your sleep, Commander. I wasn't sleeping, do you hear? Yes, sir. Why did they never invite John Bluthal back to do anything after Fireball? He's so great. XL24 calling Space City. Range now 32, Paul Maxwell was not the best at doing uh, other voices. There's no disguising the fact that that pilot is essentially Steve Zodiac just holding his nose. I do love these swooping shots of these fireball ships approaching this cloud though. Interceptors at the ready. Funny. Yeah, I can hear a sort of chattering. Oh no. Not again. Maybe you should have warned your pilot before you sent him into something that you know is potentially going to kill him. And he's dopey enough that he probably wouldn't care. He's got a very Oh, there it goes. XL whatever that one was. He's got a very dopey expression on his face. XL-24, destroy! R.I.P. Captain Dopey. Order all available craft to that area. What? What, you've lost two ships to that that cloud already. You know it's going to destroy anything else you send there. Now you want to send everything else you've got to it? Just exploded! Not a good plan. Not a good plan at all. I'm positive something came out of that cloud just before the explosion. I can play the recording, Ben. Make it in slow motion. Let's watch our comrade's death in all its grisly detail. Yes, that's a missile. Okay, we've seen enough. It's then a it's a flying thing that destroys things. It's a missile. Well done, Venus. Again, proving how invaluable you are. What are we sitting here for? Prepare the interceptors. I do like how casual the the destruction of Fireball's 
whatever it was. 19 and 24? Whatever. It's it's so rare that we ever saw any ships aside from XL5 and XL1, and now suddenly we have two, and it's just like, as soon as we see them, they're gone. No closer, Matt. Very weird. But it does also help to make the, the Fireball universe feels very large, I think. Um, it's silly, but it feels like a very expansive world where XL5 is supposedly the only ship in Sector 25, and they see so many weird things over the course of 39 episodes. And you have to imagine there are other XLs out there having equally strange adventures. Oh. Oh, they have a language decoder machine, which is essentially just a reel-to-reel -reel tape machine with language decoder stuck on it and a big sticker. An invasion fleet. And we're powerless to stop them. Venus, if you want to just surrender, then go ahead and wave a white flag out the window. Oh, meanwhile, Space City is looking very atmospheric, covered in fog. It's just hanging in the sky, sir. Obviously, Lieutenant. Which at least proves it's no ordinary cloud. Wait, what? I I had to think carefully about that. It's hanging in the sky, which means it's not an ordinary cloud. Ah, do clouds in XL5 land not stay in the sky? I know they move, but that cloud was moving too. Commander! Lieutenant, what are you doing? What? Nothing happened. Of course not, sir. You don't think I would have done that if it had been working, do you? I was just trying to tell you that the ray guns aren't working either. How did you realize that? You just reached into the drawer, aimed it at zero, and pulled the trigger. That was a heck of a gamble you just took for absolutely no reason, Lieutenant. Well, meanwhile, the XL5 crew are just sitting around. Oh, they're worrying about Zuni, who has contracted, uh... But this is ridiculous. Relax, Oh, oh. Miss, uh... Miss alignment, or whatever you want to call it, of the, uh, the lip-syncing there. Venus said her line, and then started to say some of Matt's as well. Maybe the Earth's last chance. We can't land... Unless she's a master ventriloquist, of course. She has to be good at something. Law of Averages says she's got to have at least one thing she can do right. You'd think as well that this invasion fleet, it doesn't necessarily feel this episode as as perhaps spectacular as it should do, because this invasion of Earth by these uh, three ships that have landed at Space City, oh, sorry, four ships, it is essentially we are invading Earth via Space City. We're not going to any of the major world capitals. Space City is where it's at. We're going to march in there and uh, declare conquest. This is it. Oh, but that's very sweet that, that Commander Zero has got his hand on 90's shoulder. He loves him, really. Okay, Robert. You don't have to keep repeating yourself. Don't have to keep repeating myself. Anyway, here come our guest aliens for this episode and this is the point where I, f I think this story develops a major problem 
You can probably hear what my issue with the episode is. I shall uh, talk in your language, Commander Zero. What's the idea? So these aliens, of course there's only two of them because there's only ever two of them in uh, Fireball and Stingray, wearing uh, black, um, shiny black and uh, they have heads like upturned fruit bowls. But they also have... I cannot expect a man of your law... Very narrow eyes. So... I will translate. Oh, I don't up, think I'm too. being sort of um, squeamish when I say that these guys feel just a teeny tiny bit uh, racially questionable, shall we say? I hadn't forgotten one of your fireball ships. It is obvious, you know, David Graham is uh, is playing this character in. Why should I? In a you certain control uh, here. I don't obey my commands. Are you will die? In the, the style of a certain um, nationality. I'm just sorry. I'm just. I'm staring at this puppet's head. It kind of looks like um, the Ice Warriors in the sense that he's. Most of his head seems to be a helmet, but his eyes are poking out through these narrow slits, and. Hey, Pop. Uh -oh. What's going on? My lieutenant tells me that this aggressive... This episode was doing so well, and now these guys have turned up, and I just... Yeah, they, 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 it looks like a helmet. But underneath you can see the chin, the mouth. And that is um, essentially black. It is just black skin with these slit eyes and this awful, awful accent. Aren't we gonna land, Steve? I'm trying to think, Venus. Uh oh. For the XL5 crew, that's a, a fairly scary prospect. We could be here a while. Why, if I could only get my hands on you? Oh no! Stop it! Stop doing that! This... oh no. Why everything you could have done wrong with these aliens is being done. They... It, the, oh, the voice is just unacceptable. But the heads also just contribute to the fact that it's like... Let's just be insensitive let's offend every nationality we could possibly do with these guys and maybe at the, well certainly at the time it probably wouldn't have occurred to them that this would uh, would come to be seen as a bit questionable I mean I could be wrong maybe people listening to this are thinking those voices are completely acceptable and the fact that these characters are Thank Very sort of... Tenant informs me there is just 60 seconds left. Oh. Hmm. No, I think this is a this is a serious misfire. Otherwise, this is a really good episode, despite the fact that we are just, again, invading Earth via Space City. And there's no real sort of global scale to this invasion. Oh, no. 
And the aliens have uh, all just mysteriously passed out. What do you mean, Venus? Very simple, Steve. Our invaders collapsed with restamesia, the space disease. Why, zero! Yeah, this is a very uh, unsatisfactory way to end the episode. Nobody actually does anything to defeat the aliens. They're just defeated by the space sickness, whatever it was called, that, uh, that Zuni got. And I know that's very much a, a nod to the War of the Worlds. But even so, it's never, never particularly satisfying. It won't hurt a bit. As much as I'm really getting, getting a new appreciation for John Bluthall in this uh, show, I'm also really enjoying the uh, Commander Zero, Lieutenant 90 relationship perhaps more than I ever did as a kid. Certainly more than I do the XL5 crew, really. Anyway, that was Invasion Earth. Ah. A, a potentially really good episode, a very strong first half, nice sense of mystery. Uh, I like how sort of casual it was with regards to just uh, offing various XL ships. And they're still quite shocking, actually. They're just low like, XL whatever, bang, XL whatever, bang. As soon as the aliens turn up, looking the way they do, sounding the way they do, it all falls apart, uh, culminating in just a non-ending. It's like we've reached the end of the episode, and they're defeated. And we didn't have to do anything. Very convenient. I don't know, this is an episode that I would love to hear more people's opinions on. Do you find it a bit sort of racially iffy, or am I just being a big girl's blouse? Please let me know.